We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So the Knicks will lose their second straight at home and fourth game in their last five. As Tom Thibodeau's Knicks do some great things offensively, but defensively outmatched by these Boston Celtics. They've been an offensive machine. All right. I think I've caught my breath after that one. Um, hmm. Once too many games like that. Uh, Knicks lose this one on a Saturday night, 133 to 118 to the Boston Celtics. Uh, we're going to have a lot, a lot to talk about in this game. Um, I think mostly good, a lot, a lot of bad. Um, we'll get to the bad in a bit. First thing I want to say before we talk about good or bad with the Knicks is... That team, the Celtics, I mean, oh, my Lord, they are. I, I feel very, very stupid for before the year started. I think I had them like fourth in the East because I thought the whole coaching thing and the center thing would um, would affect them. Uh-uh. They got just exactly a team full of guys that you need in the way the uh, <laughs> the NBA is is played today. They are outstanding um and they have one top 10 player and another guy who is i don't know is jalen brown top 15 is he top 20 it's in in that range and both of those guys are on fire and if both of those guys are hitting shots and making good decisions and the supporting cast is hitting shots and making good decisions uh you are (laughs) probably not gonna win the game um so let me say that at the top second thing 
there was some good stuff from the Knicks tonight. There was some not some good stuff from the, the Knicks tonight. My my personal biggest takeaway, and I could see a lot of different people having a lot of different takeaways from this game at the top. My own is this. Uh, what was it? Two, three, four, whatever. At the, the night of the Hawks loss and actually midway through the Sixers game. There was a feeling like, oh, my God, this thing, <laughs> this thing might be going belly up. Um, and there was already lots of talk about Thibodeau and I think fair talk about Thibodeau. You know, I saw a lot of, a lot of discussion on the, on the old uh, Twitter.com over the last couple of days about whether talk of Thibodeau, even potentially losing his job at some point in the not too distant future was warranted in light of how the Knicks had started the season and in light of the issues they've been having. And I like the way when you lose a Hawks, the, the, the game to the Hawks like that. And then when you come out with the sort of effort that they came out with against a, you know, a very injured Sixers team, I, I'm not saying I agree with a lot of what was said, but I tweeted out myself. I said, I thought if they lost that game, I think the clock would start ticking. At least it, it would be, it would no longer become an absurd notion to talk about, Hey, this might happen at some point in the not too distant future. My biggest takeaway from tonight, the way the team came out, the way the team played, the way he coached. And again, we will get to the three point defense in short order, I promise. But the 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 moves he made as far as the rotations wasn't perfect. We'll talk about the stuff that wasn't wasn't perfect. But for the most part, I think a lot of the things that people wanted to see were starting to see. Now there's still probably more questions than answers. Um, but I I liked I liked their approach tonight, generally speaking. I, for as much as that was about as bad at three point defense as you could play. And I'm not, I'm not trying to not give credit to the Celtics. The Celtics had an absolutely outstanding shooting night, but that was just an abysmal um, performance by the Knicks, not for lack of effort, but just confusion, um, confusion about when to switch confusion about when not to switch um, not great technique in walling off drives to begin with. Uh, you know, and I knew to be on the lookout for a lot of that stuff because Mitchell Robinson is going to be out and they're still going to have the same mentality, protect the paint at all costs. So whereas guys usually take a half step towards, you know, protecting the rim. Now, guys were like even more so, I think, looking to, oh, I got to make sure nobody drives, got to make sure nobody drives. And then, oh, by the way, they didn't wall off any drives. So all that being said, I thought it was a technique issue. I thought it was an execution issue. Um, you, you want to say that reflects on their practice habits. I'm not going to, you could say that that's fair for me. They just lost Mitchell Robinson. And that is, they literally build their entire defense around Mitch and what Mitch could do and having him back there. And I'm not saying that this game would have gone that much differently if Mitchell Robinson plays. And in fact, his, his not being out there and what they were able to do on offense that to me is probably the biggest storyline coming the second biggest storyline coming out of this game, other than that. I think they came out like a team who, you know, we can for the moment, who the hell knows what's going to happen two days from now or four days from now. But for the moment we could all, we could all take a deep breath and we could be like, all right, this team is they're They're fine. Uh, we'll see if they end up being better than fine or worse than fine moving forward. Uh, I want to hit on some good stuff because there there really was a lot of good. Um, 
the when the when the team was put together, and I've been very critical of this team how it was put together because I don't think they have enough shooting, particularly in the starting lineup. Um, I think this is probably about what anybody could have envisioned on the on the positive end of the spectrum. Uh, so I'll just I'll read some really quick stat lines: Jalen Brunson. 22 points, 10 assists on 17 shots. R.J. Barrett, 27 points on 15 shots. Julius Randle, 29 points on 19 shots. Now, if you listen to those shot totals and you listen to those point totals, you're going to say, oh, well, Randle and Barrett were the best of the three. Uh-uh. Anybody who watched the game knows differently. Um, Jalen Brunson, thank God for Jalen Brunson. He just creates offense out of thin air. And the Celtics were like, all right, if you're going to kill us, you're going to kill us with those shots. And guess what? He killed him with those with the shots that he was hitting. Uh, didn't hit a three-pointer tonight. Only took two three-pointers tonight. His offense is, when he has it going, and he had it going tonight, especially in the second and third quarters, just out of this world. Absolutely out of this world. And awesome job by him. Randall and Barrett. Randall and Barrett did some really great things. They hit shots. Julius Randle hit three, three, count them, three, three pointers in the first quarter. Um, he was three of nine overall. He did some other nice things, a lot of other nice things. RJ Barrett, the shot was falling. He had some really nice moves to the basket. All good stuff from both of those guys. Uh, some not nice stuff from both of those guys. There were some Randall possessions, especially early in the game, that was just total and complete reversion to the bad Randall. And then, you know, maybe another one or two sprinkled throughout. Uh, RJ, the turnovers. Uh-uh. No. Got, got like, it's a, it, some turnovers are better than others. These were some not good ones. And again, some of the decision making, you know, with the fast break where he tried to go up against, I forget who he tried to go up against. And that shit was swatted so fast and so hard. Now, will, will you take these games from Julius Randle and RJ Barrett? Any day of the week and twice on Sunday, it's almost Sunday. Absolutely. Sign me up for these versions of Julius Randle and RJ Barrett for every game for the rest of the time they are with the Knicks. I am being a little nitpicky here, and I acknowledge that because, again, to to win a game like tonight, they needed to be as good as the guys on the other side of the floor. And it's no shame that they're not because they're not Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They were really good, though. Um, I just want to make sure I point out that to me, Jalen Brunson was number one and RJ Barrett and Julius Randle. I probably I put RJ two and I put Julius Randle three, but that's about as, as good as you're going to expect from those three guys in the same game. The last thing I'll say on them, though. The way they were scoring, how they scored, the shots that they were making. This this is probably a little naive of me. I did not see anything that was completely unsustainable. Now, granted, the one massive caveat to that is they were playing a team without a five or without a real five and without a rim, with any semblance of rim protection. And it made it easier for them to get in the paint. That's very fair. That being said, this is a team that had uh, tonight one, two, three, four, four guys, right? Yeah, four guys. Uh, get votes for all defense last year. And one guy who won the defensive player of the year last year. So I don't want to pretend like just because the Celtics are a little low in the defensive rating rankings, which they are, I don't want to 
you know, come out here and be like, oh, they're not a good defense. This team could still defend. I understand they didn't have room protection. That's a big deal. But that gets us to the next thing, which is this offense, the Knicks offense scored 118 points tonight. Um, and they shot well. They shot 51% from the field and they shot a little above 47%, 40% from three. But they only took 27 threes. So it's not like they were gunning and they were missing a piece also in Quentin Grimes. We're going to talk about Quentin Grimes in a bit. What their offense was able to do with with the exception of, I think, Jericho Sims played three minutes, right? Yeah, Jericho Sims played three minutes. With the exception of the three Jericho Sims minutes, what this offense was able to do with not the best floor spacing um, in the world, but like really good being able to space the floor for the Knicks between Hartenstein and then the Randall and Obi pairing. That's a, I mean, man, that's a big deal to me. And watching how the team has come up and, or come out on offense in a lot of these games and, you know, the starting lineup numbers are what they are. They're not good. Uh, Mitch's numbers on offense with the starters are not good. Like I'm being polite. I don't, I, I just, I'm not, this game, this, again, this is what I meant when I said before, I think this game raised a lot more questions than answers because Mitchell Robinson, and again, I'm not trying to say don't play Mitchell Robinson anymore, stick Robinson on the bench. You know, Mark Robinson should be a 15 minute a game guy. It's the last thing I'm saying because, again, he gives you that safety net at the backstop where guys aren't jumping at ghosts out on the perimeter. And I think it makes guys, it makes lives a little bit easier for guys out there defending on these three pointers because they know, you know what, if the guy blows past me, that dude's there and he could clean it up or he could at least give me some extra time to get back in the play and all that stuff. What does it mean? It means the Knicks have just an absolutely fascinating situation on their hands with this roster and the rotation and the mixing and matching that they're going to have to do and who they start moving forward. I'm sure Mitch is going to start when he gets back, but it's just, it's really interesting. And I don't, I don't have the answers. I wish I did. Um, other than like some elaborate, you know, um, elaborate uh, staggering scheme. And I don't even know if there's one out there that's realistic. So that's that the offense was great. Um, let's get into some of the, some of the nitty gritty and then we'll go to the super chats in about a minute or two. Uh, Cam Reddish starting. Uh, I expected it. Um, I tweeted this out before I had heard, you know, when I tweeted out uh, before yesterday's game, that's the other thing we should probably mention. Knicks were on second night of back to back, but then some of the Celtics. So, um, they don't really get an advantage there. Anyway, when I tweeted out yesterday that I, I thought I heard the Knicks were, were going to, or, you know, keep an eye out that they might change the starting lineup. Um, I had heard that if Grimes couldn't go, that Reddish was going to get the shot, which, you know, I interpreted at the time to mean, huh, I guess that means they're just done with Fournier as a starter on this team. Well, tonight, Grimes couldn't go. And guess who got the start? Cam Reddish. And guess who played 37 minutes? And I know he was one for six. I don't care. He was one of the better players um, on the floor. Uh, <laughs> great tweet by Benji right now. Um, I just retweeted it. You could all go read that at your leisure. Um, Cam Reddish was... I, I, not perfect, 
but uh, and not perfect on defense either, to be very clear. Like it, he was no one is absolved from the issues they were having covering the three point line tonight. OK, be very clear about that. But Cam Reddish on the defensive end is a force. And even though he was one for six tonight, I, I thought he, he his process on offense was good. Maybe there was one three that he took, I think, uh, after he was on the floor for like 10 minutes, hadn't seen the ball. That's it. That's a, again, there are always issues with this team, right? If you start Cam, how much time is there going to be for him to get the ball, especially with Hardenstein starting, who is going to you want to be him to be part of your offense, too? No, no easy solutions here. But Cam got the start. He should have gotten the start. I love the look with him, with those other guys. Um, and as for Evan Fournier, you know, one of the big complaints I think people had through the first seven or whatever games of the season is Evan Fournier was seeing all these minutes. Fournier seeing all these minutes. Fournier seeing all these minutes. And it wasn't all about Grimes coming back. But I do think they always had something of a plan in place. Grimes starts, and then does Cam take the job as a backup? Does does Fournier take the job as a backup? Evan Fournier tonight played 11 minutes, and they were 11 bad minutes. So don't think that Thibodeau like completely is has his head up his ass. He knows what he's doing a little bit because Evan Fournier has been bad, and Evan Fournier didn't play tonight. And Cam Reddish played 37 minutes. Now, what happens when Quentin Grimes gets back and he's healthy? And the way they made this um, Grimes uh, DMP tonight uh, sound was that it was maybe because it was the second night of a back-to-back. I'm as curious as anyone what happens on uh, whatever. When do they play? On Monday night. Because there's a very clear guy that doesn't look like he should be playing minutes right now. And that's Evan Fournier. Um, I know I'm jumbling up a lot of a lot of thoughts, but again, a lot of thoughts coming out of this game. Uh, Derek Rose, I asked the question: Is Derek Rose on the verge of being out of the rotation? Again, some like not usual Derek Rose plays tonight. Uh, those have been happening. Things that you're like, man, Derek Rose makes that play, or Derek Rose doesn't make that play. But at the same time, I can I cannot look at that dude and what he's what he's able to do on some of these drives and some of these makes and be like he's physically done. He's not physically done. I think he's just rusty. I think he's just trying to get back in the flow of things. I think he took this summer completely about conditioning. He probably didn't play a lot of basketball. Um, I think Derrick Rose is going to be fine. I don't think Derrick Rose is um, going anywhere in this rotation. So again, that brings us back to Fournier. Um, Quickly, not not great quickly minutes. Uh, We saw... Last night, quickly ran the offense. He was ostensibly the point guard for about five minutes. The end of the second, or end of the third quarter, team scored I think four points or or five points in that time. Um, ran a little bit of point uh, in the first half tonight. Didn't go well again. I I don't I don't know that he's ready to to be running the show without another point guard alongside him. Uh, he's he's had some really great moments this year. He's had some not great moments this year. Shot two for six tonight. He is, again, I, I, we have to say it, he's the worst shooter on the Knicks so far this season. And after the games that Randall and, and Barrett had tonight, it's not close. That's an issue. Um, uh, you know, didn't, didn't, didn't play great. And Obi. Um, let's end with Obi because I think all, we, all eyes are always on Obi. Obi had some great moves in the fourth quarter, uh, going to the basket. Uh, he made it three there in the in the fourth quarter. Finished the night three for nine. 
Why did he play only 15 minutes? I expected him to play more. I'll be just very blatantly honest. I had heard that he was going to play more. Um, and that turned out to be incorrect. I will be curious how much he plays over the coming weeks and months. But I think, I think, I think you're going to see more and more Obi minutes. Uh, come back and yell at me if that's wrong. But I think you're going to see more and more Obi minutes. I have a feeling maybe the, the fact that he only got 15 minutes tonight was a matchup thing. And they just were not down with the idea of like already getting killed on these switches and the confusion on the on the on the perimeter and everything. Um, that's not Obi's strength right now. Made some really nice plays on defense, had a nice block. I think he got his hand on a ball for a steal. Uh so yeah, we'll we'll I'm gonna table the the OB discussion. I'm sure it's gonna come up, but um for, for me right now, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, sorry for the longer preamble than usual. There was just a lot I, I really want to talk about after this game, which is a fun game. And I'll, I'll restate what Benji just tweeted out, which is like, just remember, there are two teams. There we go. I'll, I'll just read it. Knicks fans, I love you. Please try to remember that two teams play each other in basketball and that the opposing team made the finals last season and shot incredibly well tonight. And that, and that it was a really good basketball game. It was a really good basketball game. Um, and and again, that, that this is the last thing I wanted to say. I'll cut it at the, the 20 minute mark. I'm not saying they win this game with Quentin Grimes. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I am not saying that. But you want to talk about a game that Quentin Grimes w- was missed in? This is a pretty good example. Um, I think it, it would have been, I would have been really interested to see that because the other part of it is that guys were gassed and guys were gassed because they didn't have anywhere else to go for for guys that could be trusted to play major minutes in a game like this, which is why Cam had to play 37 and RJ played whatever the hell he played. And I, I don't, I don't get the sense that like that tiredness, like really affected them until late in the game. Uh, but do I think Cam would have helped? Yeah, I think Cam would help or excuse me, Grimes would help. Um, okay. That's it. Enough for me. Uh, Andrew, let's, let's get to the super chats. Oh, I have, I have something to read before we get to that. Download the WinBet app or visit www.winbet.com to start winning. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. Download, bet, win. Shout out to the KFS pregame show that um, is dropping dropping knowledge before every game with, with their with their betting tips. Uh, and we'll bring Andrew on later to talk about how they did with tonight's wagers. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. In the meantime, let's get to the Super Chats. Forgotten NYC starts us off, and we come crashing back down to earth, LOL. Look, I think for me, it's it's just funny how basketball works out. Last night, we were over the moon. Tonight, we're feeling not as great. To say that they played a slightly better basketball team tonight than they did last night, if they had put forth the effort that they put forth last night against Philly, against this Boston team tonight, I think they would have lost by 50. Um, and I'm being kind. So I think they played a lot better on the whole, even though we got that great fourth quarter against a, a decrepit Philly team. Good way to start us off, though. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Tough loss, but a lot to like in this game. I completely agree. I hope this is the tenor of most of the comments, but we'll see. Uh, Celtics shot the lights out, and the Knicks were in the, in it the whole time. Fournier's um, uh, minutes were a killer. Yeah, I... I man, I was going to say, I hope this doesn't turn into a, a everybody kill Evan Fournier night. But you know what? If that's what it turns into. So be it. I'm so sick of this fucking dude. Uh, I'm sure he's a nice man, and I know he's he, I know he's a prideful guy, and it like hurts him to come off the bench and the whole thing. But like, man, come on, um, yeah, and and like Celtic shooting the lights out really really quick. I, I understand the 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 three point defense was was bad. Be very clear, it was bad. Even bad three point defense, you you like you could put that a team in a gym against 
you know, a, a high school JV squad and there's a chance they don't hit 27 out of what, you know, however many threes they took. Like they, it's just as Walt uh, or as uh, Breen was saying, it's outstanding shot making. You, you got to tip your cap also. Uh, okay. Next up, forgot no IC with one more. Hart playing this well is why I don't want Mitch. <laughs> they need Mitchell Robinson if they're going to be a good team. I know Mitchell Robinson doesn't make them a more fun team on offense, at least. And like, and, and I just, I want to be very clear about another thing. I don't know why my mind just went to this guy, but like Mason Plumley, I don't know how many threes Mason Plumley has in his career. I don't know how many long twos Mason Plumley has in his career. Not many. I don't need to look it up. Mason Plumley is not a floor spacer, right? He doesn't have, I mean, he might attempt one of Hardenstein's little like whatever shots. But Mason Plumley, like you watch him and you watch Charlotte's offense and you watch the things that he does. And he's he's not anything special, right? He's not anything special. But he sets a hard screen. He knows where to be, when to be there. He's on point. He's crisp with everything he's supposed to do. He does it. May not do well, but on the dirty work, he does really well, like setting screens and all that shit. And that's a dude like the teams aren't going to guard when he goes like out beyond five feet from the hoop. And yet he still makes such a positive impact on their offense. It's not just Mitchell Robinson's inability to do anything at all with the ball outside of four or five feet from the basket. It's the fact that like, just as an intuitive screener, a technique screener, a guy who like knows exactly when, like he's a guy who is all his life. He's played off of instinct. And while he's gotten better at certain aspects of the game over the over the ensuing years, that's not his strong suit. And for this team, where they have these weird pieces that don't really fit the way the NBA is played today, because everybody wants to be near the basket, to try to generate consistently good offense with a guy like Mitchell Robinson is just it's hard. It's really freaking hard. And that's uh, that's why I'm just I'm as curious as anyone. What are they going to do? Because they need his defense. They really do need his defense. So I don't know. It's a good comment, though. Um, Thank you for that. Kevin Danishevsky. What's going on, Kevin? Not too upset. Happy with Tibbs, except for the OB minutes, which are inexcusable. I don't know. We, maybe they're inexcusable. I would have to go back and, and watch. I, I, I have to think it was out of fear for getting killed on the on switching and whatnot. But then again, they were getting killed on switches anyway on the perimeter. So like how much worse could Ovi have been? Um, he was three for nine. We should just say that he was three for nine. Mostly good performance, though. Um, Celtics are just unreal. Still had fun watching. Yeah, I had fun watching, too. Um, I, I'm telling you, I have a feeling more Ovi minutes are in, in, in store. Greg B, what's going on, Greg? I feel like the Knicks played to their offensive ceiling tonight. Would have beat a lot of teams playing the way they did. Three-point defense was rough. I completely agree. I don't know that you're going to see many games um, offensively that they could play much better. And at the same time, at the same time, what did I say before? They took 27 threes. Like, I get why they took 27 threes because they were trying to take advantage of the fact that the Celtics didn't have um, anybody in in the post, and again, the Knicks shot fifty one percent overall and and over forty percent from three. So you really can't complain about about too much. 
you know, that said, they got 22 assists on 46 made field goals. I think they could do a little bit better in that department. A couple of fewer turnovers. You know, there was a stretch in the beginning of the fourth quarter where uh, it felt like there were some points on the board. And again, I don't want to say that's why they lost the game, but that stretch early in the fourth quarter where they they had it felt like two or three possessions where it's like, man, could really have come up. It felt like they should have come up with points on those possessions, and they didn't. And um, yeah, I think that hurt them. But 118 against this Boston team, even with a, a center, is, is pretty good. Uh, Akash Trivedi. What's going on, Akash? RJ Barrett guarding the number one guy, but should it be Cam Grimes? Also, why would you take Obi out? Appreciate everything you do, J-Mac and KFS. You guys always kill it. Appreciate that. Again, I think it was fear that they were just going to target him on switches and get him get him in, in a pretzel. But I don't know. The more I think about it, the more that's probably not a great idea. I also think Hardenstein was playing pretty well. Uh, should be said. You know, Randall, I, I know. I, I Randall did a lot of good things tonight. You know, it's it's tough to say otherwise. I would have liked to see more Obi minutes. You're telling me there wasn't ten, five more minutes in there for Obi? There was, and there should have been. As far as RJ guarding the number one guy, that's Cam and Grimes' job from now on, whoever's on the floor. 100%. And it should be. So, yeah. Thanks for the comment, um, and thank you for the kind words also. Forgotten NYC with one more. I don't get why the Knicks don't play stay home on D, stay home on three's defense. Uh, it's a, it's Tibbs, like, what, what Genesis one one? Andrew might have to jump in here if I get my my um, Bible verses wrong. Genesis one uh, one one on the first day God created the. I believe in you. You can do it. Heaven and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Look at you. There, I, I miss plural heavens mm-hmm. and the earth. All okay. of the heavens. Yes. All of so the heavens. One up the there. Earth. MSG City Field. All of them. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, on 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 the first day, um, Tom Thibodeau created rim protection and guarding the rim at all costs, and that's his philosophy. And it's it's really frustrating on nights like tonight. It's incredibly frustrating on nights like tonight. What I will say, and I'm not, I'm sure you do this, and I'm sure everybody watching does this to a certain extent. If you flip around other games and you watch other teams score at will seemingly sometimes at the basket you you kind of get it from this perspective it's going to sound insane and it probably is insane but i'm going to say it anyway cuz i i say crazy things um the Knicks didn't or the Celtics didn't have any easy baskets at the rim tonight they scored 133 points i don't remember any easy baskets they had at the rim other than on maybe like fast breaks they hit an insane amount of threes. I think the third or fourth or fifth most threes ever hit in an NBA game. And they're insanely talented one-on-one individual shot creators. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Malcolm Brogdon, like borderline all-star when he's healthy, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, Marcus Smart, not that bad. Um, these dudes, like they were they were breaking guys down and they were just getting past Nick defenders. And like, that's why I'm saying it's like, at some point you do have to tip your cap a little bit. I believe in the philosophy and I believe in the philosophy because they had the fourth best defense 
two years ago, and they had the 11th best defense last year, even amidst that dumpster fire. And more than that, if you go and you look at specifically three-point defense two years ago and last year, and last year, it ended up okay. It ended up okay. The three-point percentage for teams and like the the, the three-point numbers for teams against the Knicks last year was I don't I want to say it was it was definitely top fifteen. I want to say it was borderline top ten. Things even out. They didn't even out tonight. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get a reversion at some point. Maybe maybe in a couple of days where some team goes you know ten of forty from three. We'll we'll see. Uh, Matt Smith, what's going on, Matt? They look pretty good tonight and would probably have beaten 20 other teams. I completely agree. But tough to understand the rationale behind the direction with this team. Seems to be destined for no man's land. Um, You know, philosophy hasn't changed. Keep plugging along. Wait till the next star asks out. Try to make a trade. Uh, You know, and um, I think a night like this got them a little closer because I think they showed themselves like, hey, we can we can we can be a heavy hitter when we when we really on our p's and q's. Um, <laughs> to, to, unfortunately, they got uh, hit heavily at the other end of the court. But fair comment, Ryan Huang. What's going on, Ryan? Upset that Jalen Brunson wasn't completely running the offense down the stretch. The best offense is with him in control and Julius R.J. Cam playing in rhythm. But oh well. Celtics shot too well. Love I hearts hustle. Hashtag JB is him. Uh, Jalen Brunson. So freaking good. You know, I, 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 there's no player in the NBA who, who can do it for all four quarters constantly. Maybe Luca. Uh, he's about the only one, but I think Brunson might've been a little gassed. I mean, he was just, I mean, his second and third quarters were unbelievable. Uh, I don't know. It's, Sure. I, I mean, it's a good comment. Obviously, I'd, I'd like that, too, um, especially since some of the possessions with Julius and RJ left a little bit to be desired. You know, the truth of the matter is they need another high level, you know, shot making. Creator, you know, who could who could take who could take that role on. And if they get that, then you're talking about a team that's going from no man's land to somewhere not no man's land. Somewhere pretty good, probably, if I had to guess. Uh, we'll see if we get that guy. Um, next up, Ben L. What's going on, Ben? Not mad at this loss. Bad perimeter defense. Some tough, some bad turnovers. Yeah, did I mention? Sorry, did I mention the turnovers? I don't. I also I don't want to pin the turnovers all on RJ Barrett. If I did that before, I apologize. Randall had some. Only had three turnovers, but they were not good. Barrett had six. Eh, not good. Uh, Fournier, you know, th- thanks so much for contributing, Evan. Two turnovers in 11 minutes. God bless you. Really. Um, uh, let me finish Ben's comment, but I think we found something. I love Cam with the starters. RJ and Jules are shooting better. Yeah, I mean, we haven't mentioned Jules, or maybe I mentioned a while ago. Jules hitting those threes. I, if he's going to take him. He's, he's got to make him eventually, right? Did we find something? Did we find something? Again, trying to balance... The defense and the offense moving forward is going to be a challenge. Now, what I will say would be fascinating is if this was the rock bottom for them defensively and if bit by bit they started to clean up the defense without Mitch 
with Hardenstein back there, who, by the way, again, the numbers on Hardenstein, the advanced numbers on Hardenstein's rim protector last year were outstanding. They're outstanding. This guy's not painted. This guy was not a bad defender. He was, you know, and, and I don't think he's a bad defender. He's just not Mitchell Robinson, which I, they, you know, they built the defense around Mitch um, and Noel when he was here. So I wonder what happens, though, if it gets a little bit better, if they clean it up a little bit and then maybe a little bit more than a little bit. It'd be an interesting decision when Mitch came back healthy. And by the way, who knows when that is? Seven to 10 days reevaluated in seven to 10 days. That's, I don't know. We'll see. Juanon, what's going on, Juanon? Um, so Cam Johnson got hurt. I I was waiting for somebody to bring this up. Yeah, uh, he's hurt for an indeterminate amount of time. I know we, there's some like notions about when those sorts of injuries. I forget what the it, did he tear something. I forget what it is. I'm not gonna. It's something that keep keep him out for a few months. Um. Let's read the rest of the comment. Randall could fill the void. No, I think they come knocking because I can't do 35 plus of Randall under Tibbs anymore. When we have Obi wasting away. The kid can't play 15 minutes. I completely agree. Obi Toppin cannot, should not. Oh, he tore, he tore his meniscus. Thank you, Andrew. Um, can't play 15 minutes. 15 minutes is not enough. We're done. We're done with the 15 minutes of Obi Toppin. Okay. It's not enough. Even in a game like this, it's not enough. I agree with you. I also agree that even on nights when Julius Randle is more good than bad and arguably far more good than bad, there are moments throughout the game where you say, I would rather watch anybody else direct the offense or have the offense flow through than this guy. I want to acknowledge all of that. But it's it's not all about the most pleasant watching experience for us. Um, and I don't envy... I don't envy what they do with Randall moving forward or, or what they try to do. Uh, but yeah, keep keep an eye on the Phoenix thing. I just, I don't know what the trade is. I just, uh, an eight in trade would be, man. Anyway, uh, next up, TK. Uh, Julius Randall trade value up. Let's go. Hashtag trade 30. Uh, this is Hush Sue. I just remembered. Uh, honestly, not mad at any one uh, franchise record in threes. The Celtics just had it all night. Yeah, that's fine. As for trading Randall, I mean, I, man, I would sooner think that they would consider trading for Fournier. Not that the Knicks would want Jay Crowder. Maybe there's like a three-team deal and someone who wants Jay Crowder has some bad money they're looking to get off of. And the Knicks just take on the bad money. And maybe it's bad money for like, maybe it's expiring bad money. And maybe Phoenix, just, but like that doesn't solve their starting power forward issue. I I don't know. Can they reincorporate Jay Crowder? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Be interesting. Uh, Matt Smith. How crazy would a trade with the Nets be for Kyrie? I can't even read the rest of this comment. I'll, but I'll read it. Um, Fournier rose for Kyrie and the Sixers first. We cut Kyrie like we're going to do with Russ. Oh, okay. Now I've now I'm more interested and address the logjam, which is becoming concerning. So you want to basically give the Nets a life preserver by taking on a guy who I hope will never play another game in the in professional basketball. Can we talk this out? Sure. Okay. So 
do we get picks back like the Lakers are alleging? Yeah, he's saying um, we cut Kyrie like we were going to do. Uh, he said the Sixers pick. They have a, the Sixers first round pick this year. Do we get any few like because the Nets don't have any future picks, right? They can't go to 2029 like the Lakers can. Because then they give up 24, Dude, you're 22, not, 24, look, 26. You're, you're getting the Sixers pick. That's OK. It. It's not enough. If, if that. OK. No, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, look, the net situation, we could do a whole podcast on the Nets and probably we probably may on Tuesday. Yes. Yes, that's right. We're going <laughs> to talk with, with Matt. Um, I'll bring this up with him. We're having a we're having uh, Matt Brooks, who covers the Nets um, on the pod early this week. Uh, I would just I would have to. What Vivek is saying, he's in the chat. He says we can't have the Sixers pick because of Stepien. Um. Oh, yeah, that might be right because the Nets have traded away the following year's pick, so they can't trade away. Um. But wait a minute, you I your own. No, it's you. You need to possess a first round pick. In you can't. You, let me rephrase that. You cannot not possess a first round pick in consecutive years. And the reason we don't see having other teams pick picks as a as a workaround on Stepien is because you almost always other teams pick as picks that are in possessions of teams are protected such they are such that they are not guaranteed to convey in the given year. The reason this is a unique situation, it is it is an unprotected pick. And in fact, I believe it may be the only unprotected pick out on the table in the 2023 draft aside from I think Minnesota. Um so yes, thank you Vivek. Good job by you. Uh they can't trade that pick and so we would have to get something further out. Well, there you go. Also, I, I don't want, think they, which I think may not be, I, I think may not be available. I, w- I would have to look up the uh, trade database. All right. Glad we talked it out. I want no part of even the tweet from Woj, the Knicks have traded for Kyrie Irving, even if it is with the intent of, I just don't need that out there in the ether. Yeah. I, I think the Knicks would sooner be, and I expect in short order. At some point, there's going to be the article, whether it's Woj or Shams, that drops about the teams around the league that have checked in with Kevin Durant. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll just say it. I, I, say I, believe, you want to say it. I believe the Knicks are, are going to be one of those teams. I, I have I have reason to believe that they will be one of those teams if they have not already been one of those teams. Um, whether they emerge as serious suitors, who the hell knows? Depends what the Nets want. But there, yeah. we... We took it seriously, Matt. I don't think anybody is going to be trading for Kyrie anytime soon. Yeah. Good thought, though. Big B, thanks for uh, the contribution, Big B. If Big B has a comment, let's get it up there. Andrew, why is the offense always so stagnant and disorganized? I mean, I don't know if tonight's the night to make that (laughs) comment. Scored 118 points. Um, I, I think... I don't. I don't think their their offense was disorganized tonight. Actually, I I think tonight was their offense was as organized as it's maybe looked all year. Or as, I think I think the offense looked very organized. As far as the stagnancy, do guys hold the ball a little bit too much? I mean, Julius Randle does. Um, and then when you when you have like lineups where nobody can break down the defense, and those are usually the the all bench lineups without Rose, then it's going to seem stagnant because like, you know, if you can't, if you can't create an initial advantage, it's 
You can move guys. You can run guys around all the fucking live long day. It's not going to make any difference. Danny Dalgo, what's going on, Dan? Our offense looked okay. Reddish played good defensively. We look confused on switches. Yes, understatement of the year, Dan. Uh, more from an X and O standpoint than a lack of ability. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope Tibbs is going to ream them out. Um, well, also like acknowledging that they, it was just an onslaught. But yeah, they got to clean it up. Got to clean it up. Got to clean it up. Connor McCollum, what's going on, Connor? RJ career high two point percentage, free throw percentage up. Um, three was always going to come. Tough season start and need to clean up the turnovers, but the growth is there. Looking to pass lately too. Yeah, the the assist numbers haven't really caught up, but I've I've noticed the last few nights, couple of really nice RJ passes, and I, other than the fast break where he threw it into a, a Celtic player's hand. I thought his decision-making on when to shoot and when not to shoot was really good tonight. It was really good. Uh, I, you, I did, uh, was it the best RJ game of the season? I don't know. I'm probably forgetting something. But, like, man, if you just took out the turnovers, easily, 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 easily the best RJ game of the season and one of the best RJ games we've seen to date. Um, so, yeah, just got to clean it up a little bit. That's all. <laughs> 